So being Christian means easier life, right? Not necessarily. So let's talk about it. Life can sometimes be a roller coaster, and we get it. So tune into The Walk, where we'll explore the modern-day Christian journey by addressing challenging questions and trending topics faced by young adults today. No topic is off-limits. It's season two. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's season two. It's a new season of The Walk. We are so glad to be back. First episode of a new year, 2024. Man, we had a little break. We needed a break. (laughs) It was nice. It was nice. After, like, homecoming in October, and then we did another show in November, but we need a little bit of a break, but we're back and we have a good season. I feel like we're going to be kicking off with a, a banger today. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We'll see. Feeling good? We'll, we'll see. see. <laughs> <laughs> we are. We are. We're so happy that you are here. Uh, my name is Shane. I have the co-host over here, Andre. And we have some special, special guests today. We have yes. Drew and we have Kay. For those that don't know, they're not shy. <laughs> they are a couple. Um, they are part of our Mount Zion family, and we're happy to have them here. Mount Zion is like the home of the walk. Um, they're the leaders of family and women's, well, Kay's women's ministry, women's naturally. Ministry. <laughs> um, <laughs> not him. <laughs> right, right, not him. Um, but, yeah, so we're so glad to have them here with us. So we're going to have a really, really good show today. But before we begin, we always say... You can't be selfish. You've got to share this with somebody. Like, don't don't wait till you're watching and be like, oh, that was good. And then your friends and family. Right, right, right. Have them join in the conversation. We want to know where you're watching from. I see Jody in the chat. Hey, Jody. I see Danielle. She said, hey, y'all. I see Naomi. Naomi. She says season two, woohoo. Yeah, 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 yeah. So again, make sure you share this with your friends and family. We got a good show for you today. So before we go further, we're going to go ahead and have a word of prayer. All right. So dear Jesus, we just want to thank you so much for the opportunity of having a week this week. We might have had some highs, some lows, but we're here At the end of the week where we can just take a pause and rest, I pray that as we go into this show that you will give us good conversation. May it be um, productive, life-giving, and just answers to even maybe prayers that we've been praying, God. Uh, I pray that you be with each person watching and their needs. Um, You know what they're in need of, so I pray that you just speak accordingly as you always do. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Amen. All right. Oh, Gavin, <laughs> watching from Rodeo Day, celebrating in Osceola You know what? Osceola <laughs> County. Osceola County. Right, right. I was telling my co-worker today, or no, yesterday, I was like, oh, you have a child in Orange County, so you probably have, like, they have President's Day off. I um, like, not in Kissimmee. We got Rodeo Day. He's like, what's that? I was like, well, Kissimmee used to be a, right, we don't really know. We just know it's a day off. Right, 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 right. Um, but I was like, you know, Kissimmee used to be a cow town. Um, trees, cows, cows and trees. 
And I assume back then they had the rodeo. Yeah, and, you know, instead of President's them. Day, they had Rodeo oh, Day. Rodeo so day. that means the fair is here. Mm -hmm. Right. So we used mm -hmm. to go to the fair and everything. That's just taking me all the way back. But yes, yes, yes. It is Rodeo Day here in Kissimmee. So we're going to start off with testimonies. So I'm sure some stuff has happened this week that you can just testify to the goodness of God. And we invite you on the live to tell us as well. You can drop down something in the comment. Let us know what you are thankful for this week. But anything y'all want to shout out God for this week? I am thankful for Rodeo Day. We had the day, or I had the day off, the kids had the day off. It was a nice end to my week. It was excellent. One, a great way to bring in the Sabbath. I, I wasn't happy for Rodeo Day <laughs> because Kay's kids are eating all the food in the house. <laughs> Kay's kids. That's all right, they're mine. I'll take them. But uh, it's been a great week. It's been a, it's been a great week. I was just thankful that the Sabbath is finally... Here. Yeah, absolutely. We're thankful for the Sabbath. Like as a kid, Friday was like, oh man, like, oh, I can't do this and that. Now I'm like, yeah. oh, thank you, Jesus. Friday, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> thank you so much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But I'll say I'm, I'm, I'm thankful um, this week has been a, a real challenging one. I feel like every week is challenging for me at work. But um, this week, I feel like I was able to keep in better spirits throughout it. Mm -hmm. Like, um, wasn't going through too many like highs and lows. It was like, Steady, I don't think God for that. Okay. Really yeah. We'll I take that. I can do with that. We'll take that. <laughs> this week, um, week four at a new job, I could say, more or less. So it's been going pretty smooth so far. So I'm thankful for that. Um, whenever you have a change of a season, mm -hmm. it could be rough <clears throat> getting used to things. So I'm thankful that as of now, everything's going, you know, pretty smooth. So yeah. we yeah. are thankful. We are thankful. Well, I don't see any testimonies in the chat. I'm going to just, uh, oh, Dre, your mic. Yes. Yeah, they say is you got to put it up. Is it a, we always we have this now? problem with you. Hey, I, <laughs> Can you Shane asked me, he said, which mic is the curse mic that you always use? I said, no, it doesn't matter which mic I use. That's the curse <laughs> mic. It changes what every time. Have? I have one this one. time. Okay, okay. That's usually <laughs> the one I have. So it, it is Dre, guys. It's, it's not the mics. It's Dre. Um, all right. So I know it could be a little bit to, to type your testimony. So, you know, if you, if you type it and we move on from the section, we'll still go back to it. But this week, we have an interesting word on the street. Oh, yeah. Um, you know, TikTok, it's like that rabbit hole that you, you could be on there for five minutes or you could be on there for two hours. And, and you know it's bad. And I've got this a couple of times. Uh, do you think it's time that you take a break? Comes on the screen. Oh, it says Oh, it that? tells you. Yeah, oh, that's yeah, 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 yeah. funny. Wow. And so that's usually when I decide, okay, you know what? I better put this down. And go yeah, your phone's <laughs> passive aggressive. Like, right. right. <laughs> maybe you want to get off of here a little bit. And you know, I'm wondering, like, what's the strategy for TikTok even in that? Like, you'd think they'd want me on their app, but maybe, mm -hmm. maybe it's psychology, like keeping you wanting more like you can't get tired of it if they tell you to go to sleep yeah. i don't know you know but either way <laughs> in one of the videos i was watching i'm basically asking the question of this are we just doppelgangers are we just doppelgangers mm. so i'm we're gonna play a video i want you to count how many of these things you did growing oh. up okay i want you to count hmm. and at home i want you to count 
and tell us in the chat how many of these things you did. So make sure you're counting. Be honest. You don't have to tell us which ones you did, obviously, but just count, all right? We're going to go ahead and show that video right now. So, how many are we at? How many are we at? All of the above. All of the above. <laughs> the every, every single one. What? Every single one. Every single one. All right, so every single one. It's every single one. All but two. All but two. two. Okay, what were the two for you? Do you that remember? That I didn't do? Yeah. Um, it was the marker on mm, the nose. Okay. I do that every week. <laughs> I still do it. <laughs> There's no way I don't remember which one it was, but definitely the marker on the nose. I didn't do that. Oh, the thing with the light. Oh, wow. Well, oh, see if you can keep it what? in the middle. Yeah, man. No. Okay. No. Has anyone been successful at that? I have not. I think I have. I, I think I've you can't do it with that type of switch. Oh, okay. But okay. you can do yeah, it with, with, the, with like the, the... Yeah, yeah, yeah with yeah, those ones that you can. You just got to find it. Oh, yeah. my God. Yeah. They just, then, <laughs> I think it's a male-female thing. <laughs> <laughs> what about you? Oh, okay, so for you guys, which one is the one that you thought maybe you were the only one? Definitely that raindrop one. I <laughs> when I saw that, I was like, "Oh wow, this is crazy!" Because I was thoroughly entertained in the car. Like, yeah, my parents, yeah, go inside. You go ahead and shop. I'm gonna stay in the car, and I'm just. It was it was amazing. Actually, I used to play with my brother with that one. I think for me it was the uh, the legs up in the air. Mm. And a little bicycle. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That that was mine. That was mine. I think I did all but one. Which Florida, we don't have those. I guess it was like a heater, right? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 So we, the radiator. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But did you do that with anything else? What would I, the equivalent? Be? I don't know. Something hot. I feel like like the stove. Okay, that's kind of wild. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I've tried. You I wouldn't. Mean, you wouldn't like, last too long on the no. stove. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what the equivalent is, but mm. yeah, I think. Now, you saw the dictionary word, and I was telling Andre, I didn't know if I was going to, what's the word I was trying to think of? Uh, oh, disclaimer. I didn't know if I was yeah. going to put a disclaimer, but I was like, come on, everybody's <laughs> done this. Like, if there's like a word that maybe you first learned as a kid, and just mm -hmm. like, oh, let me look up this word right <laughs> quick. Uh, and that's what he did if you couldn't read it on the screen. But we have some answers. Well, first, Jody's giving God thanks for supplying my needs in so many ways. Yeah. Amen. 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 So Vera says she has 10. Oh, mercy. Danielle says she has 11. <laughs> Linda says she has 12. There was 12, right? I don't, I I don't stopped even counting. know. I was like, yeah. I, Linda, I are, there any, <laughs> are there any that you didn't do so we can know how many? Uh, CJ, all of them. That's funny. 
Jody nine. Um, Daniel said the last one with the feet in the air was so. <laughs> 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 I feel like that's a that's a key part of upper body strength. Yeah, like it. if you have it, yeah, yeah. it's been a minute. I might have minute. to try it when I go. I'm gonna hurt myself. I'm gonna hurt myself. I feel like I'm in for a rude awakening of my age. Like, oh, okay. Lee, did you count? No, he, he said he did all of the above. <laughs> um, all right, so I think that's everybody. All right, cool, cool, cool. So today we have. A topic which, if you saw advertised um, this week, it was called the one or run. Mm-hmm. The one or run. <laughs> 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 the one or run. All right, so we have a couple that, you know, as our team was talking about this topic, we're like, man, what couple do we want to bring on the show to kind mm-hmm. of like take us through? this topic and your names came up oh wow. so this is not just a shane thing or andre thing mm-hmm. you could thank the ay2 oh, for the recommendation <laughs> of your name so there should be some pictures of y'all coming up we want to show oh. uh, <laughs> the the marital bliss and what that looked mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. you gotta put something in the chat guys when you see their pictures mercy Show them some love. Show them some love. Mercy. Mercy. <laughs> Mercy. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh. The big family. Oh, yeah. Mercy. <laughs> mercy, mercy, mercy. God is good. That's yes, what you he mean, is. right? Yes, yeah, he That's is. what you yeah. mean. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, yep, yeah, yep. Yeah. So we have Kay and Drew here. So, you know, just starting off, how long have you all been together? This is usually a trick question for couples. Mm-hmm. Together married or together together? Oh, give she us didn't hope. fall for the trick. Dang it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to answer for him because, you know, every day is a brand new day for him. <laughs> so we've been married 17 years. So 17 years Woo! on last February week, 3rd. It? Was that last week? Week before last. Week mm. before last on the 3rd. We celebrated 17 years. Wow. We've been together 19 years. Is that right? Really? 19? <sighs> Yes, nineteen <laughs> years together. Nineteen oh, years right. together. Oh, that's right. Yes, right. So the response is already coming in. Vera said, "Oh, <laughs> Brian Hunt's like it's the mercy for me." <laughs> I feel like there's going to be plenty more. I'm telling you. Jody says, "Beautiful family." So, seventeen years married, nineteen years together. So we're calculating about two years dating we're gonna come back to that mm-hmm, right mm-hmm. um so would you say it was love at first sight i'll let him answer first okay on that one <laughs> i mean how honest we being like club shay shay ronis or <laughs> we got <laughs> to we gotta we got keep it real honest. okay all right um <clears throat> honestly it was definitely love at first sight i did not believe in love at first sight but it was definitely love at first sight. I'd never experienced that before. Mm. And you said experience that. So what was that experience for you? Oh, wow, that's a good question. All right. For me was um, love, uh, to me, I can only speak on my behalf because you always heard about love at first sight. You watch cartoons and the eyes turn into hearts. You know? <laughs> <laughs> you know? Yeah. Um, for me, I mean, I dated many, talked to a lot of people in my past, and you know, you have, you see someone, or you might like someone, or oh man, I'm infatuated with this person, whatever. But this was deep because this automatically, when I saw this person, I was like, yo, 
I saw my future. I saw I I it was like a spiritual thing. I was like talking to God, like, are you serious? Is this the one? I couldn't I was like, is this really happening? So it was it was something that um you're not really in control of. I couldn't trick myself into what it was. It was clear that this was something that I've never experienced before meeting this person. And this is before I even talked to the person. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> wow. So, Kay, what was it about you? I'm just you amazing. Know? <laughs> um, because we've been together for so long and we've had this conversation before, for him it was a spiritual thing. He had been praying about that. Mm. For me, it was not. I mean, I pray about you. I mean, I mean, but God <laughs> gave it to you still. So, um, but for me, it was not love at first sight because I was in a relationship when I first met. Mm. Oh, one of these so stories, okay. Loyalty. I'm, I'm a loyal person, so it was not. Of course, Andrew was attractive, and I thought he was attractive, but it was not like a love at first sight. Gotcha. Mm. Wow. Okay. I was not praying at the time. Just put that out there. <laughs> actually, <laughs> actually, we were both in a relationship. Oh, and it, oh, the plot okay. <laughs> Wow. <laughs> this is the first five minutes. All right. Oh, so no. both of you were in a relationship. Mm -hmm. At some point, you see. Okay. Well, you know what? That's my next question. So we can go there. Yeah. How, How did you meet? Exactly. Okay. So I'll answer that question. Um, Interestingly enough, Andrew's brother was dating my, well, she's my sister-in-law now, but we were best friends. We grew up together. So for her college graduation, I went to her college graduation, and he came with his brother to mm. the college graduation, and that's how we met. Mm, okay. So that's how you met. Yes. All right. So is it at that meeting point that you're talking about the love at first sight, or was it something later? The love at first sight happened, well, make it short. I came with my brother to his girlfriend's graduation. I did not want to go because I was ready. My mind was wrecked with the relationship I was in. I was dealing with that. I just knew it wasn't where I was supposed to be. And so I just wanted to get away. Um, when we got to my brother's um, girlfriend at the time's, apartment where she's getting ready for church i saw Kay, and she was on the floor like fixing someone's hair or doing something and when i saw her eyes it was at that point and she turned around and she smiled at me and i was just like <laughs> you know i was like smiling at me i don't even know you and so and then I walked back to the car, and it was that moment that I was like, that was interesting. But the love at first sight happened, I would say, moments later in church. I wasn't spiritual then, in a sense, but I did pray to God about that, something. And it connected right in church where I saw her reading the Word of God. And, that was, and that's when it changed. Interestingly mm. enough, there was light shining on me, like from the church windows, one of those older churches with the stained glass window. Mm. And I was so annoyed by, by it. I was like, I have to move. But for him, he was like, that was it. it was the light <laughs> <shining>. <laughs> 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 you could not make this up, guys. I'm not, listen, I look, it's sad on my life, y'all. And that's exactly what happened. Because I told you, I said a second ago, I was like, Lord, are you serious? <laughs> she was standing. And is sitting in the church. The pastor called for the word, 
and she turned directly to the book. She didn't go to the glossary. Mm-hmm. She didn't go to the table index. Of to the <laughs> table of is that what it is? That's what it's called. The That's table it. Of That's it. Either way, she didn't cheat. Mm-hmm. She went directly to that. She knew it was in the uh, New Testament. She was supposed to be. And I said, oh, so this person knows the word for real. And then I came in, and with him, I was like, you got to be kidding me. <laughs> like a dove so came like down right. from heaven <laughs> <laughs> descended around Cain. Oh. Wow, wow, wow. That's what happened. Wow. I, anytime mm. you hear any of these stories, you realize, like, wow, I see where they get inspiration for movies from. Right. Like, yeah. Sometimes <laughs> you're like, oh, that didn't really it's happen. Like, oh, that's cheesy like, or, like, something like that. Sometimes that's mm-hmm. how it works out. All right, so I guess maybe you can clarify if you didn't fully answer this yet. Who took the first shot? Like the official. Okay. Not even thinking about it. So, (laughs) like I said, both of us, we were in relationships. However, Andrew was very intentional to say that it wasn't that we were friends. It was, I think that you're very attractive. And initially, that was our first conversation over the phone. Um... We were living in two separate states at that time, so I wasn't thinking anything was going to come of it. I was like, okay, well, yes, I am an attractive person. So. <laughs> but he was very intentional with, this is what I want. I was more like, no, this is probably not the way to go. But he was very intentional, very intentional in what he wanted. So you're saying intentional as in persistent? He was not persistent. He didn't annoy me with the phone calls. But mm, on the okay. very first call, he was he told These me, are my yes, I find yeah. you attractive. I think that you're very nice. I would like to see, you know, a, a friendship, but just know that it's not a friendship that will be buddies and pals. Right, right. I'm hoping that it'll go somewhere. So that was from the very first time. Now, at this point, are you still dating someone else? Yes. Bold move, my guy. Bold <laughs> yes. move. Wait, both of you? Yes. Super bold. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. So let me ask this question. This is not on the script. I, I, and I've had a feeling we don't even need these questions, but so Drew. Oh, sorry. <laughs> with this type of story, because obviously it worked out and it seems like it's for the good, right? Mm. Were you in something you weren't supposed to be longer than you should have and if you weren't in it the same the rest of the story would have been the same so then when you saw okay and you wanted to to go to this next step you would have been in the i guess the clear relationally do you feel that at all or i'm i'm just trying to figure out for the people that are watching and even for myself would would god do that where you're still in a relationship and tell you like, oh, this is your woman. Go mm. let her know. All right. Um, that's a that's a really good question. That's, I'm going to answer as quick and concise as I can. <clears throat> For me, what did you say? Amen. All right. <laughs> All right. Well, number one, like I said, I'm a, I was not really following God. God, like I was supposed to, I was just, I was just young, career oriented, doing my thing and just loving doing it. And I was in a, and I was in a relationship with someone that was very like 
appealing to worldly eyes. And but mm-hmm. I was raised spiritually. So even though I wanted to be something else, there was a draw in me that was pulling me a different direction and I hated every minute of it. I hated the no more I wouldn't say duplicity. I would, I hated the confliction. And so mm-hmm. I knew I had to make a decision. And I knew that if I stayed with this person, even though my mom did not really particularly like that person, my mother gave me the the leeway where she didn't pressure me to make the right decision. I think she knew enough that if she pushed it, it would have made me mm-hmm. the other person more attractive. Mm-hmm. Or the situation, not the person, but the situation right. more attractive. Mm-hmm. Or rebel, you know. Um, but so I wrestled with that and I realized like, man, I, so I, long story short, honestly, it was a spiritual thing. I said, God, rip this person from me because mm-hmm. I could not get away from that person. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, I just knew this relationship wasn't for me. And I was like, Lord, and I did not want to get in a relationship. So part of her story was inaccurate. We didn't try to, I did I didn't say like you know, we can be boyfriend and girlfriend or anything like that. I said, I like, it's not like you're going that way. <laughs> I was, it was more like, I really like you. I would like to know you. And that, you know, it was mm-hmm. basically a friend type of thing because in my mind I was still with this person and I needed to break free. Mm-hmm. I just knew the person that I met was someone that's beyond anything that I imagined. And so, but I'm not the type of person. So I was like, Lord, help me. And that day I fell on my face. I've never prayed like that before. I fell on my face on the ground, a grown man, firefighter, um, and turned off all the lights in my room, laid on the floor. And I literally did something I never did before. I cried because the hole that that relationship had on me was intense. And I was like, God, just get this away. If it's not for me, rip it from me. Mm-hmm. And it was that that time my brother came in like minutes later and he's like, hey man, I gotta go to Dover, Delaware for my girlfriend's graduation. We'll say my brother, uh, the cousin we call brothers, um, could not come because he has to work. Can you please go with me? I said, Max, I would not go with you. I don't want to. He said, come on, man. I don't want to be in a hotel by myself. <laughs> and so I went, I went with him and that's how it all happened. Um, and then when I got back, God inspired the fact that, you know, there's life beyond this, even though you might not see it, mm-hmm. but he just gave me a glimpse. And so I know definitely was God led because it was beyond my thinking or comprehension. Mm-hmm. And the intention was not really to get with her, but it just gave light to this other things beyond this. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it was just enough to give me the faith to just power through and rip away from something that had a strong hold over. Wow. 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 Well, first of all, God is fast. Yes. I mean, <laughs> that's, that's quick. Yeah. That's quick. Let's say that. that. Very quick. Man. Wow. Nobody answered the question. No, you did. You yeah. did. Yeah. You did. Yeah. 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 It's Concise. Crystal, you did good. You did good. crystal clear. And look at that positive <laughs> affirmation. I really love it. Um, how, how, so we, how old were you guys when, when you met? Like, what age are we talking I about? When I met light skin? Paper bag brown. Paper bag brown. Oh, now you're a Florida sun. Okay, you blew in the dark. Okay, okay. All right, so um, <laughs> it was, I was 28 when we got married, and according to Kay's math, that means we met when I was 26. So okay. I said we were 25, is what we met. Okay. Yeah. And I was, I had just graduated from college the week before, so I was 22. Okay. 
That was a trick. Now you can calculate their age. <laughs> I have no problem. I am 42 years old. I have no problem telling everyone I'm proud of the age that I am. That is funny. <laughs> we have some comments. Um, so Brenda Hunt says, happy Sabbath family. Love this story. Vera Louis says, that was a heaven came down and glory filled my soul moment with the, with the light. Um, uh-oh, we got a, a, do we have a film offer here? It says, um, Philemon said, it's a beautiful story for a short movie. If you're down, let me know. I studied film production at Full Sail University. Oh, wow. Okay. Wow. Uh, CJ, I was up. just about to ask that. This, this Sabbath tea is great. <laughs> and Daniel said, good question. So, yeah, that's, wow. Okay, do you want to go with your, I know you saw an article. Okay, yeah, we can about. go into that part. Yeah, so. I, I saw an article that basically talked about the five stages in a relationship. Mm. Um, so I kind of wanted to know you guys' thoughts on these stages. Do you think it's accurate? Um, if, if um, like, what would you say your timeline has been if you've gone through these stages? Like, oh, I was in this stage for this long, blah, blah, blah. And, um, yeah, basically thoughts like that. If, if you think there's, oh, that stage didn't really exist for us or if there was an additional stage. Gotcha. So let me tell you what the stages were. The first stage was the merge, what they call the merge, which is the honeymoon phase. You guys are uh, intertwining and you're like, everything is great, you know? Um, the second stage is the doubt and denial. You're starting to notice uh, things about the other person because you're spending a lot of time together and it's like, huh, okay, I didn't really realize that. Okay, little flags are popping off in your head. Uh, the third stage is kind of a continuation of that second one where it becomes a little bit more real to you. Um, it's got disillusionment. So now you're like these little doubts and denials part. It's like, okay, this is, is this something I can actually do? Is this something I can deal with? You're noticing like things that you're like, oh, this, we always, you know, fight about this. This is a, like a issue for us. Um, the fourth stage is the decision stage. So it, it gets to a point where like, okay, I've got to make a decision. Uh, am I going to live with this? Or am I going to correct this? Mm -hmm. That type of thing. And then the fifth stage is wholehearted love. You've decided to stick it out. You've corrected certain issues. You've, um, you know, addressed things that need to be addressed. And now you're, you've overcome that hump. And now you're in the wholehearted love part. So you're gonna have to go step by step. Yeah, because yeah. we forgot the first one. Yeah, yeah. yeah so start with the honeymoon. Honeymoon. So I got all five stages, and I would say that we've gone through okay. all five stages, and we're still, you know, mm -hmm. progressing. It's not you're married and then it's you over. You just stop. Yeah, yeah. But initially, our relationship was a long distance relationship. Mm. So how, how long distance are we talking? He lived in Virginia, and I lived in Florida. Oh. So I started. Okay. My career here. I reported her. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. the honeymoon phase is definitely there because everything was over the mm -hmm. telephone. Mm -hmm. We would visit every now and then, but definitely honeymoon. You only saw the good stuff. My hair was always done. Mm, okay. It was always done at that point. Um, once we, what was stage two again? Doubt and denial. So that was definitely after we got married. Okay. Because mm. now, you know, you're full time with this person. There's no, I'm getting on the plane and going back home. Right. You are home. So you, <laughs> and it's just like, can I do this? This is, this is tough. Mm -hmm. And to anyone getting married, I would say you never know what you're getting into. Even if you've lived with that person for years, being married is something, something totally different. different. Mm -hmm. And you realize who you are as a person. So for me, I wanted things 
my way. Mm-hmm. And then same thing for him. <laughs> he wanted things his way. And I was just like, well, his way is not my way. So <laughs> we got to pick and choose. Right. So you go through that. Can I really do this for the rest of my life? Because right. I'm 25 when I got married. Have a whole long life to live. Can I do that? Stage three was? Disillusionment. So like the, the continuing, the crescendoing of that down denial to, oh, like these are big issues. Can we overcome this? I think so. I think so. I think throughout our relationship, and of course he'll give his opinion on mm-hmm. that. We yeah, did right. go through that where we came to a point where it was, are we going to continue on this journey or just say, We've had enough. Mm-hmm. We, we gave it a good college yeah. try and we're done. Obviously, we chose to, to stick it out. But we did get to a pinnacle of our relationship where we had to consider if this was what we wanted to do for the rest of our lives. And then I think at this point, we're at the wholehearted. I, I would say so. Well, I would say so. I know what he's going to say. <laughs> but I think we are, or I think I am at that point gotcha. because the selfishness that I had at the very beginning of the relationship <laughs> to have it my way, <laughs> I've learned that there's, there's power in submission. Mm. There's power in Uh-oh. listening to what that, pr- I know that that's, that's a word. word. Nobody yeah, wants to say that say word. That's word. <laughs> <laughs> but as I submit to my husband, he submits to me as well. Mm-hmm. So there's, there's power in that. And so I took some of my power back by submitting. And then mm-hmm. both of us definitely submitting to God and giving some of these things over to him. Because at one point I was just like, listen, if it's going to work, it's going to work. And if it's not, then I'm young enough to probably move <laughs> on and find another way. Now I'm an old duck. He's, there's no way that he can go. Nobody <laughs> wants you. Three <laughs> <laughs> <Your> kids. <laughs> so, they going nowhere. <laughs> and I think that was his, his ploy all along. But we, we, I believe that we've gone through all those stages. That is funny. All right, Drew, it's your turn. Okay, so what was the first stage? First you? one, honeymoon, the merge. Oh man, break that down, me. I don't. So the very beginning of the relationship, Mm -hmm. when we first everything is roses and sunshine. Um, you know what? It was um awesome. It was. was It was awesome, and let me tell you why. Um, the long distance relationship did something that's different than most of us do not face. It made you. It forced you connect. On a mental sure. and a spiritual level. Sure. Yep. There's no physical contact. There's no, oh, let me take you out to dinner and Google eye, all that stuff. And, you know, all that stuff. I mean, you really found this person fascinating, but you know what? You can't literally afford to go flying to Florida every minute because you're on duty and you're working and she's working. And it, um, it forced us to connect call at certain times when it's appropriate because mm-hmm. she has to work and that was a big deal because she had things going on in her life mm. so when she had things going on in her life it made me want to fight for her time mm. it made me want to work for her time she didn't call me because she felt obligated she answered my call because she had a moment to do it and it made me feel great because i never had to fight for any woman's time and so I enjoyed the hunt. 
the hunt made it all worth it. Mm -hmm. You know, um, you know, do you really want to do a layup on the dude or you want to dunk on him? You're going to dunk on the guy. You mm -hmm. don't want him to just let you down the lane. So I, uh, I mean, I'm just saying. <laughs> I said, now he's just poor. Okay, forget me. You want to rewind that? Oh, okay. all right, all right. So, all right. Um, so, I enjoyed fighting for her time. I liked, I loved the fact that she had things going on in her life, and I wanted to add to it, and I wanted her to add to mine. I was like, man, she's a great addition. So that was one and two. Gotcha. Mm -hmm. What was number? Uh, what was number two again? Just make sure. Down denial. Down denial. Oh, down denial. Mm -hmm. the doubt was after year one and year two of marriage. Mm -hmm. um, and I would say this to every person. Um, um, the first two years was so difficult because you got two independent, independent individuals have to recognize it now that they have to release independence. Oof. Anybody, let me tell you something, that you got two independent people who recognize what marriage is and you, there's no independence in marriage yep. because mm. you got you have to release here and you got to release here and then you got to recognize you must make each other one so it's not organic it's not something that just happens naturally it has to be conscientious um it's got to be something like yo we need to make this and find a healthy way of doing it um so that that was a really big deal and so the first two years there was a lot of arguing like we like ken and i don't argue um even to this day in 17 years we don't argue um we might not like what with the other person you know of course i might not like you today you know what i'm saying <laughs> but you know i'm still gonna take the trash out you know what i'm saying <laughs> and i'm still gonna sleep in my bed right sleeping on no couch i'm sorry so um so I, so you know you had to learn and 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 you and and that's when you realize about marriage is that it's really not a contract it's a covenant yeah. you know you have to recognize like for me and she said something about submission let me tell you something about that word uh submission is um the most emotional thing you can do mm -hmm. um we fought in the first two years. We argued, and she's so Jamaican. <laughs> Nothing wrong with that, though. Okay, and so she and I'm black Hispanic. So you already know we got a white penis. I'm just kidding. I don't hit nobody. Um, so no, but I'm just saying. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Hands down. And so, and so what? What happened is we just had two different things. But you know what she did? She did something that was the greatest thing I've ever seen. She stopped fighting. She did that submission thing. I thought it was some type of mind jetty that I trick <laughs> thing. And then she submitted. And her submission inspired my submission. And when she did that, it was at that point that I released all self. And it was at that point as a husband that I no longer had selfishness in me. I can legit say that. Is that everything is about her. From that year too. Everything's been about her. And by making everything about her, it became more about me. Hmm. So I'm going to interject right there because what caused me to submit was the way that he pursued me in the very beginning. Mm. He made it very clear that he was interested and that was what he wanted. Maybe not me, myself, but what, whatever yeah. he was looking for was what he wanted in a partner. So knowing that, and then the first time he did ask me out to, to date, I said no. 
and he still was, um, it took a while, I had to cajole him back, but <laughs> with that happening in the beginning and knowing me being settled in my mind that this was going to be the person that I'm going to be with for the rest of my life, for the rest of his life. Um, at that point, I was just like, if this is what I know, then stop fighting. It's not worth the fight because you, you already know what you're, you knew what you got into. You're in it. Just stop. Her submission made me submit. What was number four and five now? So decision, deciding. The decision was yeah. um, I did not grow up with a mother and father. Okay, I grew up with just a mom. And so I always I said, look, I'm going to make sure that I'm going to give him my all. The only example I had, don't call me naive, I'm just serious. The only example I had of what a man is supposed to be is how Christ was. Mm-hmm. And the Bible said, a women, wives submit to your husbands as Christ submits to the church. It was an order of things. It never stopped for me when it said women, wives submit to your husbands. Mm-hmm. The verse doesn't end that way. It ends with as Christ already did. Right. So that means I was supposed to be the I was supposed to be her her rug from the beginning. You know what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. I already was behind the ball. So when she submitted, I was realizing my goodness. The guilt fell over me because she was very, very Jamaican. And she actually let everything go. That must have been real hard. And I was just like, yo, let me, I got to. And it was at that point, it was over. It was no longer myself. I recognized that Christ gave his all. I'm going to give my life. Mm. So I didn't, you know, that was it. And what was five? Uh, Wholehearted love. That was it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That was it. (laughs) So you you guys just sneak little things in as you're talking. So I'm like, (laughs) I caught another one. I'm just like, wait. So even after some of this he pursued you and you said no yes and then you said something after the, uh, that i don't remember the word you Cajoled. used yeah to control him back i caught it so too. so can you kind of describe that a little, a little bit truth, <laughs> tell the truth okay so that truth tell the truth <laughs> okay so this is what happened so we were talking and I went to visit uh, my friend who ended up marrying his brother and I saw him again and we had been talking over the phone and during that visit, he asked me to be his girlfriend. And at that time, I had just let go of the other relationship mm. and I wanted to be single for a little bit longer. I wasn't ready to get into yeah. a relationship. Um, so I said no. And then as soon and then, you know, we, he didn't leave right away. We stayed talking for a few minutes, but he did leave. And when he left, I was like, why did you do that? So um, I, I went to visit my sister because it's a, about an hour's drive from Virginia to Maryland. And my sister was there and she was like, why did you say, well, why did you say no? And I said, well, I want to be single. She was like, but what's the point? She was like, if you, if you don't like him, then you don't like him. But if you're saying no and you're hoping that he'll hang on forever until you say yes, that's not fair to him. Mm-hmm. And then my best friend who married his brother was just like, you're an idiot. What are you doing? <laughs> you need to call him. You need to talk to him. And I fought with that because I had to fight with, do I want to stay single? Mm-hmm. Knowing that this is a person that everything that I was looking for in a husband, I knew that he had it. Or if I wanted to be single for a little bit longer, I had to choose at that point. So then I did call 
And I said, hey, you should come and visit me up in Maryland. I'm only going to be here for a couple more hours. He was like, oh, I don't think I'm going to come. <laughs> and then That's you a hurt him bad. That's the first time she America. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I wish so, but then my best friend, who if she's watching, thank you very much. She was like, "No, let's all go." So then they're bugging him in Virginia, and I'm calling saying, "Hey, you should come," and he did come. And I was like, "Hey, maybe you should ask me that question again." He was like, "What question? I'm not asking you any questions again." <laughs> but eventually he did, and I said yes, and then we were in a relationship from that point. <laughs> <laughs> so Jody has actually I think you should say the comment. What did Jody say? <laughs> I mean You're this funny. is your native <laughs> this no, is your I don't native really talk like that. She said, talk the things, Kay. <laughs> <laughs> Roron said I would have missed the opportunity because I wouldn't have gone. So <laughs> this is you the see thing. How right? God works, though. And that's the hard thing um, because, you know, there's certain people that are persistent after rejection and then there's <clears throat> other people where you reject me one time. That's it. That's it. Um, and, you know, he was at the point where, you know, he wasn't just falling back into your, right. well, you know, into your good graces, right? right. He's just like, mm, I don't think I'm asking that question again. <laughs> um, and rightfully so. I did deserve it. I deserved it. Okay. So... so you know what? I'm going to transition this question to kind of go along with this. Since at that point he shot his shot first, but you decided now that you want him, is it appropriate? Is it cool? Is it good? Should more women do it? Shoot mm. their shots. Okay. So I'm going to go ahead and put it out there. I think the relationships that last the longest are the ones where men pursue. Hmm. I just because in my experience, if there is no hunt, then the relationship over time to me is not strengthened. I, I do believe that it is the man's job to go after. Now I'm not saying that the lady shouldn't show that she's interested or to do it. I didn't say no first. That was not the best thing to do, but I think for longevity of the relationship that if the man goes and does the hunting, then to me, it's a longer relationship. Has it worked for women who go and shoot their shot? Yes. But I always think that in the, for me, in the back of my mind, it's always going to be, well, is it because of me or mm. does he really want to be here? Is he here because he really likes me or just because, you know, he was being nice and saying yes to my yeah. request. Mm. Now, we argue about this. I'm just going to say that this is something that he why doesn't is, agree Why is Drew with. looking like this is the first time he's ever heard this question then? <laughs> he shouldn't. Nah, we talked about this. Um, I honestly disagree. Um, I do, I personally like to hunt. But not all dudes hunt the same way. And I don't think all women, like, like for example, Ruth put herself out there. Was it Ruth? Mm -hmm. Ruth put herself out there. And sometimes, sometimes when you're bold and you see something that you want, you can go and get it in a classy way that you keep your dignity and stuff like that. Um, uh, but I think a lot of things that, um, this is my personal opinion, 
Um, ooh, don't touch the mic. Don't touch the mic. <laughs> um, uh, what I think is when a woman pursues this, she has to recognize, too, that guys are weird, that guys are weird. And she has to maintain her dignity because a woman's dignity is a man's pride. Mm-hmm. It's a man's pride. And that's the woman he wants to lift up because a lot of people say um, the woman lifts up the man, but it's really not the case. A man's job is to lift his family up and lift up his queen. And her, I've always was taught this, you could tell if a man's doing his job at home. At home is not just sex. It's not that. And it's not about money. But you know a man's doing his job when the woman is smiling. Mm. When she's happy. Um, 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 it's, it's what you bring home. When you come through that door, what are you bringing with you? Are you just bringing money? You're bringing sex? What are you bringing? Are you bringing inspiration? Are you bringing positivity? And when you bring that, you sh- when you see a woman can't, I'm sorry, I'm be quick. A woman cannot fake love. A woman, this, a woman is a mirror. They can only reflect it. They can't bake it up. Mm. So if you're a dirtbag, they're going to know real quick because if she comes to church or she ended work, she did. <laughs> that means you are raggedy. I'm just telling everybody. I'm just trying to tell, I'm trying to tell somebody. Um, that means you are raggedy. So that means a woman, like I said, women are reflective. So if you're pouring into that love, she's going to show it. She has no choice but to show it. So she's going to be smiling. She's going to be happy. And I'll be honest with you, I'm no saint. But that's how I test where I'm at um, weekly. It's like if Kay is happy, if she's smiling, you know, she's doing what he's doing. She's doing a lot of stuff. That means, okay, I ain't screwed up totally. You know what I mean? So, <laughs> you know, that, that's, how, that's how I do it. So just for women in that case, I know she's touching me. She didn't mean to hurry up. Is that, um, yeah, her, she needs to maintain her dignity while she's pursuing because if she say it maintains her dignity, he won't look at her like a stripper. Y'all tell me this is an honest guy. No, no, it is. It is. Are. It is. It's in, it's in yeah. our intro. A lot of what you said, too, like, made me think. I'm like, man, that's... I never thought about that, but I'm like, looking in my relationship, I'm like, hmm, a lot of the times when I'm like, on some lows, I'm like, yeah, no, it shows in her too. And then, like, when I finally come around, I'm like, oh, okay, wow, you got some keys there, Drew. Okay. It's adding up. <laughs> Things are adding up. <laughs> adding up. Two plus Math two does equal four. Okay. So let's stay on this for a little bit. Of let's talk through some people that are single. I thought you would right? be bored with us by now. Uh, what? Y'all are. <laughs> Y'all are interesting. Yeah. Yeah. So I want you both to think. When it comes to you as a man pursuing, what would you give to a guy and say, like, when you're pursuing a woman, this is what you need to remember? And then for you as the person receiving slash being worth pursuing, what should you be presenting? So start thinking about that, but you, Drew, you can go first. Oh, no, I can't go first. Okay, you got it, Kay? You can go first. Okay, so let's just put this out here. I'm always going to be the one as his first because he's thinking about his answer because it's always longer than mine. Oh, no, I do. <laughs> <laughs> um, one thing that Andrew said that I think is 
what every woman should do is that you should have other things going on in your life. Mm. If I don't think Andrew would respect me as much if he were the only thing that I had going on in my life. Mm. When I started my career here, of course, I'm a brand new teacher. There's a lot of work that comes along with that. For sure. I joined the church community. I was very active in my church. So I wasn't always there to get the calls because back then there was no FaceTime. And I didn't walk around <laughs> with a cell phone like that. So I had things going on. I think that every woman should have things going on in their life. They should involve themselves in something that they're interested in. If they're introverts, find something. Extroverts, find something. Because if I had constantly catered, I don't think the respect would have been there. Mm. So that's what I would say. Don't put your life on hold while you're waiting for someone to pursue you. Or even if someone is actively pursuing you, spend some time apart doing your own thing, being in things that are just interesting for you. Because even within our marriage, he has things that he does that he's interested in. There are some things that I do that I'm interested in. We're not always connected together, mm -hmm. but there's still a connection between us. And that's what we had from the very beginning. So, ladies, have something else to do. Don't let them just be your whole life. Mm. Mm. Hey, well, uh, repeat the question again. I got lost <laughs> in what she was saying. As you <laughs> I mean, should. She, as you should. She was right, but what was... What was I'm always what, right. What, always right. Um, so, basically, what would be some of the keys that you would tell to a, a guy on how he should pursue? All right. Um be very thoughtful don't waste her time so I mean listen um, to be honest with you uh, a woman's time is precious um, don't build her up and not have a place for it. show her what you're about mm. you know be the best you and give that person a vision of where they could be, what you could be. Um, I would not. I would definitely say don't <clears throat> go. Don't go talking to someone if you don't see a future in it. And um, and, and know that person <clears throat> on a different level. I mean, being honest with you, I, I tell this to a lot of young people where I came from um, in Virginia. A lot of young people like, oh, you should touch me again. You tell me, shut up. I'm trying to get you to be concise. Okay, okay. <laughs> um, when you go on, when you go on a date with a young woman, okay, a date should not be a restaurant. Okay, take them somewhere fun. Go bowling. Go skiing. Go playing pool. Go playing miniature golf. And then the second date should be another activity, fun, something good, so that when you get to a dinner time, should be. The third or fourth day, you have something to talk about when you're at the table other than mm. your past. You can talk about something that you've experienced together. And then you can laugh at each other. You can know each other on a different level. So much so that when it's time to get even deeper in conversations, you can then talk about your past and everything. And it's not the subject matter at the table. <clears throat> By building that up. And that's showing that person what you're about. Keep sex away from it. It really is best for that to for marriage. Um, those are fruits you definitely want to share when you're married because it then it, it I know it sounds old school, but it binds you on a level that you cannot match. Mm. 
it binds you. Um, so know her, know him on that type of level. Don't go sitting at a stinking table eating food on date one, two, and three. Save it for down the road. That's when you take her somewhere, and it better not be Burger King. Take her on a dinner cruise. Take Can't her even be Cheesecake Factory. Cheesecake. Well, let me tell you. Listen, to me. <laughs> I see cheesecake prices. Okay, you could take it to Cheesecake Factory. If she has a problem with Cheesecake Factory, she's the wrong one for you. Okay, so <laughs> dinner cruise. You t- then when it's time for dinner, and make it really special. Mm-hmm. The whole point is build the build it up. Don't waste your time though. Women's like time is very precious. They don't got time that to waste. That makes sense. I like that. Yeah. Fall in love with the process. That's what I did with you. Well, <laughs> that's what I did with you. Look at where you're at now. Uh, winning, you know. Well, we got comments. We got comments. So oh, boy. I'm telling you, I think people are... Y'all are... It's y'all because the comments, I'm like scrolling, like trying to make sure I don't miss things. <laughs> uh, let's see. So what did I not read? Uh, Jody... <laughs> Let's see. The man have to pursue, pursue me exactly. Roron said, I'm that one-time rejection. No. Okay, great. You have a great day. I done pursued <laughs> and gone after, and I'm, not, I'm just not with the games anymore. Danielle said, honestly, pride and embarrassment is insane because I'm not sure I would have been able to call. That's interesting. So af- even after she's the one that rejected, mm-hmm. she wouldn't have been able to do what you did. Interesting. That's it's honest. like, oh, missed opportunity. Darn. Melinda said spot on, Drew. We don't know when that was. I'm sorry. <laughs> but you were spot on at some point. And Jody says, tell the truth, Drew. And Danielle said a word, Drew. Okay. <laughs> he's, he's giving the keys. Y'all fellas need to listen. <laughs> Melinda is, said that's the one you could have just left us alone. So she's like, don't waste um, women's time. Uh, Jody double snap, Drew. Jack, Jackie Hines said, great point, Andrew. Jackie. Great point create conversation points that's a very interesting because i think for the longest you hear that a first date would be like a restaurant yeah. or a coffee shop or something like that but you're saying kind of flip it a little bit and start with an activity build some memories and then you have something to talk about and something to laugh about do we want to talk yeah. about the spades game or let's no? go let's go well, it's before, already out there but, 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 <laughs> before the spades disaster um <laughs> listen spades will ruin some look, friendships man she wouldn't have none of them light-skinned kids if that happened listen but the, <laughs> there's one thing i'd say is the one thing i'm gonna say um about dating because i don't want anybody to misunderstand <clears throat> unless you're ready to get your heart torn apart Mm. ripped apart stepped on spit on stay out of the dating game the dating game is not for the weak you need to prepare yourself for that process how do you do that I'll tell you Uh Uh, that's a good question first understand that meeting meeting your match is not going to be easy you know Uh, but you gotta be able to leave yourself open for rejection you got to leave yourself open for, you know, he's just not the one. She's just not the one. And you got to accept the signs that they tell you. You know, you know, you got to you, you got to be prepared to be hurt. If you're scared to be hurt, stay out of the relationship game because it comes with it. It's a risk. It's a risk of emotion. It's a risk of heart. And so until you're ready for to for your heart to be ripped and chewed up, chill out, 
get yourself together like my wife said get yourself involved in other things get yourself in a healthy place so you can actually say you know what he's not for me you know what she might be pretty but she's not for me oh no no he looked like he beats people no i don't think so <laughs> oh no you know so you got to be you got to be honest with yourself and prepare yourself so i just wanted to store that disclaimer yeah, out there. No, I'm sorry. Love that. prepare yourself let's hear spades now okay <laughs> so in the first on that weekend where we met each other um that night we all stayed together and we played spades my best friend and I, we've been playing spades. Spade champion, 1999, James Madison High School. Uh, However, um, I am... Out to order. I do not like to lose. I am a sore loser. I do not play a game if there's a chance of me losing. And he was new to the game of spades. Oh. I'm not going to say that. Nah, you ain't going to embarrass me. <laughs> <laughs> no, he was. I mean, as far as... My friend and I, we had been playing for years. Mm -hmm. Of course, we partnered up, and then he was with someone else. And mm -hmm. at first, we were losing. He wasn't a good player, but he happened to get a good hand okay. every time. But he put down a spade when he had the suit in his hand. Mm -hmm. And everyone knows if you renege yep. in the game of spades, the net. It's a brawl. So because <laughs> I was losing, and I don't like to lose, it was over from that point. I was like, you read? I was loud. It was terrible. Oh, my Lord, forgive me. <laughs> but I was like, you read Nate? And I took the book and I slammed it on the floor. And I was like, that. And he, <laughs> of course, now God had spoken to him earlier. And then, obviously, this you person. You crazy. <laughs> crazy person. But I think those are parts of me that he had to see. The light shining on me mm -hmm. wasn't the whole story. Right. There's another side. Crazy. That. <laughs> there was another side that he had to see and I think hopefully that solidified whether because I think at that point he was like maybe God didn't tell him <laughs> but I'm glad that we had that experience and I think I ended up calling because oh, once again <laughs> it's good to have friends who are honest with you no for sure and I had my friend and she was like I think he was really hurt by what you said and I was like well if he can't take it that's his business as tall as he is he should be able to take it <laughs> But then I had he to said come as tall as he is? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. So I did call and I was like, hey, are you okay? And I think that made it worse when I called and I was like, you all right? I hope every, I hope you're okay. Like, you know, we can still be friends. We're going to be. But. <laughs> but it was important for him to see that. It was important for to know what you're getting, what you're walking into, the crazy you're walking into so that you know mm -hmm. exactly what to expect. I think that night, I almost sealed my fate that night. <laughs> but, but he came back. <laughs> Naturally, though, like you said, there's no relationship where the light is always going to be shining. Right. So you right. have to, yeah, well. you have to know what things are true red flags, and then what things, you know, are just human. You know. Yeah, that's actually one of the questions. Okay. What were some of the deal breakers? that someone dating now should know based on your past experience dating and what you guys have also observed other couples and stuff? Mm. I think that if you have to constantly have your face made up, you have to be pretty all the time mm. to be in that person's good graces, then that to me is a red flag because that's not real That's life. not real you. Um, another red flag wait, is... Wait, wait, don't forget your second red flag. But... Is it fair 
if you start off that way, and then all of a sudden we're going to use the phrase <laughs> "let up. yourself go" mm. once you get into a relationship. Mercy. Mercy. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think that that's fair. I okay. don't think that's fair that once you kind of snag them, then all of a sudden you turn to a monster. <laughs> <laughs> you turn into someone that they can't recognize. I don't think that that's fair for the other person. Um, but I do think that it's the responsibility of the other person to see you in different settings mm -hmm. for them to see you when you're dolled up and when you're not, when you're at home, you know, if you know that you want someone that can cook because you can't, then find out if she can do it. Don't wait and say, yeah. Oh, you don't cook for me. Well, <laughs> you need to find those things out early. I think time is the best way. I think jumping into relationships without seeing all of those things or falling in love without seeing all of those things, it's not genuine. Mm -hmm. I think it's part of the dating process as well. Mm -hmm. That's why you don't want to start at a dinner table. You're at Ruth Chris. You know, everyone's going to wear their best. You know, mm -hmm. you know, you want someone, you're like, we're going to Disney World. Um, you know, we're going to go do something. And you get to see them in different angles, different situations. They're seeing you in different angles and different situations. And then, like I said, you know, like, like Kay was just saying, you, you then develop that little body of what this person is and you just have a, a good idea. Because truth of the matter is, once you get married, things completely, you're, a new beast is created, you know. It's yeah. no longer Drew, it's K and Drew, Drew mm. and K. And it's this entity. And then forever for the next, for the like, how many years again? 17? 17. 17 years, you don't, for the next 17 years, you, you became something new. You're always learning and rediscovering. I mean, the one advice I got was, Andrew, <laughs> <laughs> marriage is a university you never graduate from. Mm. Yeah. So you're always learning, you know, you're always mowing the lawn, you're keeping everything fresh because she's changing, you're changing, and you're becoming more and more involved and intertwined, and it's fun. Yeah. It's fun. It's really, it's really fun. I think developing friendships is so important in a relationship. That's why when you see us, we're always laughing and joking because that's just who we are. Mm -hmm. One more serious than the other most times, but <laughs> that's our relationship. That's the dynamic that we have. But that was set forth from the very beginning. Mm -hmm. Any other red flags? Anything like... Oh, like well, flat out, I said number one, one we're in a professional level, look, if you're interested in someone else, say it. Yeah. And if I'm interested in someone else, I'll say it. And we won't lie to each other. We'll be honest. We're going to come into this like adults, and we're not going to do like everyone else do. Oh, there's cheating this and this cheating that. Yo, let's be honest. I mean, I'm not going to beat you. You're not going to beat me. Right. So let's not lie and put ourselves in bad situations. If you're interested in someone else, it's going to hurt, but I'm not going to force you to stay with me, and you can't force me to stay with you. So when we came into that with our eyes open and honesty, we're like, you know what? Okay, we're going to choose to be together. Yeah. And I think those things we established as just reasonable, respectful human beings. And I think bringing that realness into it, you put things in a better perspective, I think. And that's what it's been like for us. That's also, the one promise we made together. Counseling, that's one thing that oh, we snap, always yeah. say for couples who are getting ready to get married, not just the pastor at your church, but someone who has a background in counseling, a degree premarital in, in premarital counseling. 
do that. We're dating too. They have that weird. They cut. do have it for dating. I would not, yeah. But we did premarital counseling, and there's so much that we learned within that 12 week program, and we couldn't mm. set a wedding date until we had gone through those 12 weeks. And I remember our pastor, who is a counselor, he said, "You know, if once a counselor, we have a different. We're well, we're Mount Zion, our." Okay. <laughs> Our pastor at the time, who was um, a family counselor and a marriage counselor, he said, you know, there are people who go through this 12-week program, and he's praying for the couples as he's going through counseling. And he's like, if the Holy Spirit tells me that you two are not a good fit, he said, he won't perform the marriage. You can get married, but I'm not going to marry you. Yeah, because it would be a crime against his conscience to do that. And so there are certain, we had to take quizzes by ourselves, answering questions about ourselves. and. It was, <laughs> but it was, I, I tell everyone who's getting ready to get married, you may love the person. However, doing, do the work with the counseling, find out what you're getting into. Cause there are certain things that I learned in counseling that I wouldn't have known just even through our conversations. Mm. I wouldn't have learned it till probably way later and then feel like I'm trapped at that point. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So let me ask this. And you can be as transparent as you would like. Okay. But what were some Are the children listening? <laughs> no, like uh, what were some of the surprisingly challenging things that you guys faced? Like something that you you know you went through and you're like, wow, I didn't think that this would actually be like a challenge. Um, could be something little there, like wow, or something big, you know. But what surprised you? You want me to talk or are you going to go? <laughs> I'm trying to think if I should share it or not. I, I'll, I don't say, know I'll say what I got to say. I don't know if my mom is listening. I don't know what's going on. I'll be fine. I'll be fine. Okay. I'll All right, say you it. go first. You want me to go first? Go ahead. I think I know what you're going to say. You don't know nothing about me. <laughs> <laughs> go ahead. Sex. I knew it. Sex. Sex was really difficult in the first five years yeah uh, and the only reason why it made it difficult was communication mm. not communicating effectively not understanding what he's going through what she's going through sometimes we look at things in our own perspective like why things aren't going the way i'd like it to go why isn't that doing the way I think it should go? Uh, and and, and you, you also need to pick your friends. Stop touching me. I haven't been finished. I didn't saying. touch you. Right, so You're doing good. Number, You're one, doing good. number one, don't. If you have single friends and you're married, leave them. Because single mm. friends are stupid. <laughs> they are dumb. They are dumb. And they're going to tell you to do things that make sense. They're like, oh man, you should leave her, man. I'm invested. She got three kids. You know, you know, you know, you know, you know, you got to um you gotta get rid of your single friends, you gotta get new friends, married friends with other people, you know, and stuff like that because, you know, um, but I would say sex at um initially at the year five, because you're growing together and then everyone has needs and men are different, you know, initially, you know. And then women later on, you know, <laughs> but they're not always like, you know, mm-hmm. and so sometimes, sometimes like this, sometimes it's like that, but you got to hold on. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. No, no, no. Seriously, that's true though. And so what we did is, um, 
I did something that was, I think Kay hinted to this earlier, but she didn't want to say it. I said it. Um, you know, there's times where you're like, man, I can't handle this anymore. But then the communication, and you realize, you know what? Brothers, any, I would say all men, listen, talk and communicate. Put yourself in an uncomfortable position. Love and marriage is not supposed to be comfortable all the time. You got to put yourself in an uncomfortable position. I come from a background and a culture where black Hispanic males are very macho, machismo, you know, and you're talking blah, 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 and you're talking in sins <laughs> and stuff like that. And, um, you, you know, you saw, you talking, and she runs or she, you know, you don't. Don't even think about doing that. Now, I never really was like that, but I'm just saying still, you got to put yourself in an uncomfortable position, talk to her. And then you got to make her feel like she's in a safe space to communicate and talk with you. And then she'll let, and then you learn as a man that sometimes a woman's not going to perform the way you want to because she might not be in the headspace for that. You're not mm. going to know that if you don't talk about it. Mm. You're not going to know. There's no <laughs> book or manual for that. Those are things that you learn in life. You got to find out that for women, you know, they're not like guys. We just, they're just not up for it like that. You got to win their hearts. You got to win their minds. And by doing that, it can change. Remember what I said earlier that, you know, you could tell a woman's happy, but don't touch me. You're looking at a woman happy <laughs> by the, the fact she's smiling and stuff like that. It's because it's a mental thing. You've won her confidence. You won her security. And it will change. So usually it's reflective of what you're doing. So that would say sex was, and it's because of communication. So men, where we think we're supposed to be quiet, we need to put ourselves in an uncomfortable space. Sometimes we make ourselves look stupid. And we feel like we're making ourselves, this isn't for men. It's just, it's, it makes us feel, think we're going to look weak. No. A weak man is the one that gives up. Mm. And he says, you know what? I'm going to get rid of her, and I'm going to get rid of the girl that worked at Burger King. Because <laughs> it was easier. You know, so that's all I'll say. That's communication. Good. That's a word. Mm. I would say same. Same. Oh, yeah. um, that was... Just as a mother who has daughters and any of you that are listening that are, are mothers, one of the things that was taboo to talk about was sex and what it should look like in a marriage. We know that sex should only be in the marriage bed, but we don't talk about it. We don't talk about the needs that our husbands have. So when you walk in and there's an expectation there and you don't know it, you tend to ignore it. And then you're wondering why are they acting this way, not knowing that their needs are not being met. And that was one thing that the one conversation that I had with my father regarding sex was don't sit on boys laps. And that was it. <laughs> and then <laughs> for my mother, it was, well, you know, you have to do what you have to do. Well, all right. And that was it. Hmm. And I said, do with it what you made. I will take these keys. <laughs> and we just, you know, I grew up always in the West Indian church, and it was just something that you didn't talk about. You knew that this is what happens in marriage, but you don't know what the needs of the man are. And I think it's important for you to know that before you get married. If you have daughters and sons, that should be a conversation that you have. It shouldn't be an off-limits topic. Yeah. Because for me, it was a hindrance in the marriage. And it came to, when our marriage came to a pinnacle, it was over the area of sex. When mm. the needs weren't being met on both ends, and then that's where the communication had to come in. 
And that's where this having single friends is hard because it's just they don't understand that struggle. Because she's like, if he's acting like that, then leave him. You can't leave him. <laughs> where am I going to go? Where is he going to go? <laughs> so married friends are stick it in there. Go and talk to him. I had um, very good advice that from a friend, well, really from my sister, my sister, if you're watching, I love you for this. She wasn't married at the time, but she was, she is older than me. She is older. And she said, go and find out what men want. If you can't talk to him about it, read about it. Cause I am an avid reader. And then I went and I read about it. Things that I just didn't know. And then because Andrew's my friend, I was, I, from reading, I came to him and said, I, I didn't know that this is what you were talking about. Because <laughs> even with the communication, I still didn't understand because yeah. I, I had no frame of reference other than him. And he was like, yeah, now you get it. Mm. And I was like, I, I get it now. I get it now. And from there, the communication had to be clear because as females, there are certain times where we're just not in the mood. I hope this is not too No, no. This is, this is excellent. It's excellent. There's sometimes where you're just not in hear. the mood and you... Mm -hmm. Sometimes you have to let that go because you can't let days pass where nothing is happening mm -hmm. physically for your husband and for you. Um, but I had to absorb the needs of what my husband needed. And then therefore his happiness made me happy because he's mm. my friend. And I always want my friend to be happy. Mm. So, but having that conversation, the single friends I had to, at that point, you know, we're still friends, but mm -hmm. there's some conversations the that they just don't understand. My married friends and my friends who, my sister who is full of wisdom, because she's old, um, <laughs> was able to say, listen, if you can't talk about it, read about it so that you have a frame of reference. Right. And then once you know something, go and talk to him about it and see what he has to say. My mom, when I talked to her, she was like, something's going on. I just feel like something's going on with you and Andrew. Had no idea. Hmm. I don't think I ever told you this. She said, something's going on with you and Andrew. And I was like, what are you talking about? She's like, you're not talking about him like you normally do. Mm. Something's going on. And I didn't want to tell her because, you know. And my mother said to me, he's a fine fish and there are some harbor sharks out there. <laughs> so you better get yourself together. And even then, I'm just like, what, what does that, that mean? mean? <laughs> <laughs> But I went to Barnes and Noble and I went into the area that's more taboo talking about sex and sexuality mm. and I read and I got knowledge that way. And then I was able to talk to him who had probably didn't have to go to the book to figure it out, but I did. <laughs> and then that's that was because at that point it was either the needs were going to be met for both sides or we were going to have to separate mm. because it just we were at a pinnacle at that point. Yeah. Now, you all said some good stuff. So. One, I have to say thank you, um, because even when we talked about this, sh not this episode, but the show, one of the inspirations for the show is that in church settings, there's not much discussion on these things. So like it's yeah. always, you know, where we'll know about prophecy, we'll know about Jesus, stuff like that. Jewelry, modesty, all those things. There's a lot of emphasis completely. on that. Marriage <clears throat> is something that's like a reflection of even Christ, right? Right. Mm -hmm. um, the things of it, you just don't hear about much. And much less, kind of like the equivalent of what you were saying, the, the simple rules that your parents gave you. It's like all we might hear is, don't do this until this. Mm. And even if that were the case, 
well, once I'm there, then what? Then what? Right. 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 And because for so long, and thank God, it's like getting to a place where it's no longer taboo, taboo, taboo. like mm-hmm. that, because I think there's just been enough evidence of how families aren't happy, couples, like things mm-hmm. are falling apart the same way that it is in the world. Like I think now church is taking it a little bit more serious, but we need this so that whatever mm-hmm. the previous generations went through, right. we shouldn't have to fall in that same so track good. because people didn't want to talk about it. Right. So that was that was huge. So thank you for that. And one thing I picked up from what you were saying, especially UK, is the ex- the length that you went to make this work. Mm-hmm. Right. Like you, you, you guys tried to communicate at first. Um, not necessarily understanding fully. You talk to someone that might have some wisdom or someone talk to you. And then from there, they gave you some counsel. So that's why it's important to have the right people around you. Um, And Kay went to books. Like she, like that's how, how much she cared about making sure that she did her part in the relationship. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And a lot of times it is a selfish thing in relationships of like, oh, you're not making me happy. You're not satisfying my needs. Or, But to what extent do you look inside mm-hmm. and say like, what can I do right. to bring something different to the table? And you don't realize often that in turn, the other person sees that too and then works on themselves at the same time. Sometimes people don't want to be the first person. Like, they don't want to, like, I don't know, swallow the pill and be like, swallow the pride. And But someone has to do it. Mm -hmm. And then the result is, you know, what what we have here today. So, yeah, definitely thank you for sharing that. That's huge. (laughs) And I think even in what we see in different groups, like, that's like the... What was it? Some somewhere I I think I watched. They said like the top three things that will break apart a relationship is mm. sex, children, and finances. Wow. Three, three Fs: the faith, faith family, family, and finances. finances. Oh, okay. Mm. Learn yeah. that in premarital counseling. <laughs> <laughs> Make sure you go. But yeah, and, and we we have a part two. So there's going to be stuff that we don't even get to that you y'all stay tuned because we're going to tell you where part two is coming. Um, But I want to ask you this um, as kind of like the wrapping up of it. What would you say to a person that's either going to be in the future in a relationship or currently in a relationship going through it so you gave an example and you know that might not be everyone as example but i feel like a lot of times you're surrounded by social media you're surrounded by friends that's just like get out of there Mm -hmm. like you know and we're not talking about abusive situations or anything like that we're just talking about challenges that i feel like we've heard it from our parents generation and stuff like there's been challenges but what do you say to those people where there's exits everywhere how do they deal with some of these challenges that come with relationships what would you say is like the most important things to remember like what kind of challenges are we looking at like you said exits. so so like uh with the phases right they're in that uh disillusionment decision phase where like they're noticing like okay these are the the issues that we have like i we oh, always wow. come right back oh, around to like was, this I, actually, how do how do we get through this 
this Patch. point. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Actually, that's actually an easy answer right there, actually. That's an easy answer. All right. <laughs> go All right. ahead. Go ahead. All right. I think I know what you're going to say, but go ahead. All right. You're with your mate or the person you're interested in. And if you see the worst attribute about them that drives you bananas, mm -hmm. you ask yourself, can I live with that whether they change or not? Mm. Mm. Oh, boy. <laughs> if oh. your answer is, I cannot live with that unless they change, leave that person and run for the hills. Absolutely. But if you mm. know you can go past them not changing him from dropping his socks on the floor. Mm. <laughs> Have mercy, Jesus. If, his, <laughs> if, if that crazy man that crazy six foot six dude leaves the socks to the floor and he doesn't change that even after 17 years. Mm. Do you think you can get past it? Mm. If you cannot get past the socks on the floor, if you can't get past, past the clutter, mm. <laughs> I'm not, I'm like, hey, say no name, get no blame. <laughs> I say that. If that person does not change, will you be able to get past it? If so, then move forward, move forward 100%. If not, and Shane was talking about it in a second, or he didn't do it. Listen, our job is not to change anybody. Marriage, let me just tell you right now, marriage mm. counseling is not for me knowing her. Once, once again, marriage counseling is not for me to know her. Marriage counseling is for me to know me in this marriage. How mm. do I? I need to learn what my problems are and how I can cope with it. So if they don't change, can I get over it? Can I love them in spite of? And if I can, yeah, move, move, move forward full speed. That's what I say. Mm. So that was actually what, that was the easiest Thanks. question y'all gave me tonight. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say the exact same thing. Oh, you thing. were just like. <laughs> copycat <laughs> if you can't get past the jokes all the time no I'm joking but same thing if you can't get past the worst that they've presented to you take time to see the worst you know don't as women we tend to look at things with the rose colored glasses he does this but over time he'll change mm. chances are that's not going to happen. I'm never going to There's certain there's certain rough edges <laughs> that are smoothed out in marriage, you but the frame is still the same. Mm. That's not going to go away. So look for those things. Um, previous relationships will help guide what you want and what you don't want. Know what you want. Don't get married to someone and then find out later it's not what you wanted. Know what you want if marriage is what you're looking for in that person. Books everywhere. <laughs> Put the books away. <laughs> Listen, <laughs> some people deal with socks some people have to deal with books but if he can deal with it and I can deal with it then it's worth it but don't overlook it spend some time get to know their family because learning about their family gives you a great insight into who they are I have a very good relationship with his family so they're very good people <laughs> so good people I met his mom before she passed. She was just an excellent person to just sit and talk to. Mm -hmm. So get to know all of that first. Don't take this person on face value. Get to know who they hang around, who they're with. 
what they're like when they're angry, when they're not. What do they like to do on their own? Is this a person that who likes to travel, who likes to go places, or do they like to stay at home? And if you can live with them staying at home all the time when you like to travel, then go in that direction. If they don't like to go, then and you know that this is what you want to do, think twice. Don't mm. overlook anything. Mm. We got to add that to our next show of the the part about how important is the person's family in your decision making. Mm, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, it's important. One. You need to know if there's mental <laughs> illness big, in their big, family. That, you need to know what disease is running in their family. How does the wife treat the father? That's how true. that woman treats her husband is how that woman you dating going to treat you. Mm. So wow. that's just a window into the house. So you ever want to know if that woman's right for you? Look at her mama and daddy. And if she just cussing him out, you need to run. <laughs> mm. Lots of things to consider. Well, lots of things. Okay. Yeah. Now this has been good. So we have our talk to the walk segment, and oh, we yeah. want to remind you that on the walk we have something. You go to thewalklive.org, and I'm talking to this like this is the camera. This is the camera. <laughs> <laughs> so you can go to thewalklive.org, and there's a section that's called Talk to the Walk, and you can submit your questions anonymously. It doesn't have to be on topic. Anything you want to talk about. Go ahead and put it in there. It could be on the show. So today's question is, how early should you talk intentions of marriage while dating? How early? Mm, I like that question. I think it depends on the age of the person. I think good. Yeah. the younger you are, the more you want to take time. However, as you get older, when you're sure or have an idea of what you want and you don't want based on life experience, then it may go a little bit faster than someone starting in their early 20s. Gotcha. Okay. So let's just give you an example. So if you're dating at 25, mm -hmm. okay, um, what time frame do you think would be ideal to start talking about marriage? I... I really do think it de it's person to person. It depends on the maturity level of the person. It depends on where they are in their life. Have they accomplished some of the things that they want to do? Mm. Um, for me, I had graduated from college. I already had a job lined up. So I had things already together. So I'm thinking about marriage would have been the next step. However, if I'm still going through college and I'm still trying to get where I want to be, then I probably am not going to think about marriage seriously at that time. Someone mm -hmm. says you should talk marriage from jump. Oof. I don't know if I would talk about it from the very beginning. I think you need to learn more about that person. Yeah, even to know if you want to marry them in the first place exactly, at all. Exactly, you because know? initially what you see is what's on the outside. He's handsome, she's pretty, okay. Mm -hmm. That's the first attraction. I'm not going to talk about marriage with that person. I need to know more mm -hmm. before I can say yay or nay. So maybe, maybe you shouldn't date someone that you're like, I can't talk about marriage with. So maybe it should not move from talking, if that's a stage, mm -hmm. to officially exclusive dating if you can't talk to them about that from the jump. That's, it's something to know. If, that's, if you're saying that I want to be married then yes. Mm -hmm. From the beginning, this is what I'm looking for. I do want to be married. If you have a time frame and all of those things, yes. But like I said, it depends on the age at 22, 23. Mm -hmm. Talking about marriage initially, 
that that's a little bit too much. However, if I'm in my 30s and 40s and 50s and I'm talking about marriage, it's not a foregone mm -hmm. conclusion at that point because I've accomplished right. enough in my life to say I would love to get married at this point. And if they're not, then you know that I'm not going to waste my time because I don't have that much time left. <laughs> I, uh, I, I, I'd say I completely disagree with everything she said. Of course um, you do. Of course you do. <laughs> uh, no, I disagree. I think... Um, you should go right to jump. Don't waste anybody's time. Um, I think the problem is a lot of people just go right into dating. No, know the person, be friends. My mother used to tell me this back in the day when I was in high school. She don't like daddy. She don't like me having girlfriends. She said, don't have no girlfriends, have friends. Have friends. And you get to know each other on a whole bunch of different levels. You start dating when you realize that person is the direction you're going in. Don't waste people's time. Um, be friends. She might run into someone else that's serious, and now she over here fooling around with you because you won't. Because you're trying to see if you you gonna get your roller skates. Listen, what you got to do is the whole point is you gotta don't get into the dating game unless you see this person as a real prospect. Don't waste time. Secondly, it's not about an age thing. It's about as uh, 100 about a maturity thing, a maturity thing because. You don't want to go into any type of relationship half. You want to make sure you're securing yourself before you get into anything. That's the key. The key is, am I, I'm not going to go into someone to, for them to fulfill me. Mm -hmm. Okay? If I got things that I'm wrestling with that I need to get together, I'm going to get that together before I get with her. I'm going to get that before I get with her, with him. It's going to be that same type of thing. So it's not about an age thing because Ken, I got married. I was 28. She was 25. So, and... You know how they say people, women mature faster than guys? That's 100% incorrect. That's not true. That's 100% incorrect. It's just that men mature differently. And women mature differently. And so um, a woman might be um, more prepared for marriage at a, at a certain age because women are different. They're just smarter. And yeah. guys, we're more different we're physical we're doing it we just grow differently that being said it's about completeness when you find yourself in a position where you're more secure in yourself and you don't have to worry about someone completing you you are then ready to add to your life not someone completing it i agree with so that. k is 100 percent wrong <laughs> to sum up right age does come maturity a lot of the time so that is funny um, so <laughs> now you, you guys are talking again on here. So, um, the only reason to date is marry facts. Don't sh date short and marry long keeps you out of sin. Mm. Okay. I, w I listened to something this week that was just like, don't burn, mm -hmm. you know? So mm -hmm. I guess that could be what they're talking about. Desmond Hunt say you may scare the person if the conversation of marry marriage is too soon. Um, that's an interesting thought. Um, let's see. Melinda said, is there a such thing as bringing up God, faith, religion too quickly when dating? No. Absolutely not. Bring it up. That's they what should I'm know about. that from the very beginning. If that's what you're about, then you shouldn't be afraid to bring it up. If they're not about that and they're not looking for that to be anywhere on their horizon, then they're not worth your time. So let me add to that. So some people's strategy with that question is to see if the other person brings it up. So they don't want them to be a bandwagon, oh, okay. like, oh, you know what? I say I saw her reading her Bible in church, you know, like let me let me start, you know, I know I'm gonna start talking to her about God. The strategy with this potentially would be to see if Drew talks about God on his own. 
do you think that's a good strategy? I'll be honest with you. They, they, I think they can't hide it yeah. if you take them a different place. Remember we were talking about in the beginning, going in different modes, going mm, different places. Mm-hmm. God is everywhere. His mm-hmm. imprint is everywhere. And so there's no facet in life that does not have a Christian perspective. So you're going to mm-hmm. find out what they're about real quick if you were looking for that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, so so it won't matter if you bring it up or not because it don't matter. It. You'll know their perspective if they're coming from behalf, like if they're coming from. Listen, don't judge me. All right, so <laughs> listen, the reality is <clears throat> the reason why you want to do this, you want to make sure you're in line with each other, so that's why it's not a disaster. If you're a crackhead, you're not going to work well without someone addicted to crack too. Why? Because when you're going through your little crack desire mm-hmm. you got to be with someone who understands that desire for crack you can't have a crackhead with an accountant why because an accountant needs the money and they are frugal about money crackheads just need crack so they're going to have conflict i know those analogies are crazy but the reality is you got to be worshiping the same thing it's not mm-hmm. always have to be god and i'm don't run what i'm <laughs> saying is <clears throat> god created us to worship he created us to worship. If we're not worshiping him, we're worshiping something. Mm. So wherever your focus is, you got to have someone of the same focus or it's not going to work. It doesn't matter how mature you are. It doesn't matter how handsome she is or she, I mean, he is or how beautiful she is. If you guys are not worshiping or don't have the same drive for the same thing, you're going to have a problem. So take them in different facets. Who they are is going to show no matter what. You're going to find out if he's a Muslim, if she's a Buddhist, if she's an Israelite, he's an <laughs> Israelite and he wants you to be a part of his harem, you know, you're going to find out really quick. So just take them in different modes, learn who they are. They're going to tell you. They're going to reveal themselves. They can't hide it. Mm-hmm. One thing I'll tell you in my career, um, retired from the fire department after 24 years, but I've learned fire and rescue and, you know, EMS and all that. What I've learned is when you're with someone constantly all the time, you can't hide who you are anymore. Mm-hmm. I'm with you for 24 hours. <laughs> if you fart in your sleep, we're going to know about it. <laughs> you know, you, you, if, you, if you talk in your sleep, you're going to know about it. If you cuss or you smoke or you drink, it's going to reveal itself. You can't hide it. And that's the reason why you want to know each other individually for a good amount of time before the dating starts. Right. That way, when I know we start the dating process, mm-hmm. I know what I'm dealing with. Mm. And initially it does come up because Andrew and I, we met on a Sabbath. Right. So we went to church and then we went to someone's house for lunch and we were able, and this is the springtime. So, you know, the days are longer. We were able to keep up a conversation about Christian-esque things mm-hmm. without mm-hmm. it becoming stagnant or it veering over to something else. And so that let me know that, okay, well, there's some knowledge in there about God mm. and it's in there. Because the conversation just kept going and it just wasn't us two talking. It was, you know, other people in the conversation and you want to listen to what they're saying. You'll know if they know that there's a second Genesis. Well, none of them exist. <laughs> so you get, you learn right. and then you, it, it should come up organically and it should come up from the very beginning. And don't wait for it to come up. Initiate it mm-hmm. and see what they say. If they're taken aback by it, then you know what you're dealing with. Mm-hmm. If they lean into it, you know that they're interested. Don't wait. Love that. Love that. Good answers. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you guys got to submit these questions. Like I said, we have something coming up that 
that Andre's gonna talk about, but we want you to know that we have, we're back for the new season, right? Mm -hmm. So season two is here. We have more, <laughs> like we, I think we kicked off in a really strong way yeah. uh, with yeah. Drew and Kay. Mm -hmm. So we have more every third Friday of every single month. So Andre's actually gonna tell you about our next show. Yeah, so if you guys enjoyed this one, you're definitely gonna enjoy the next one because we're gonna kind of do a part two where we have not just one couple, we're gonna have a panel of couples, some that are earlier in their relationships, some that are a bit more seasoned in their relationships. And we'll give them some, <coughs> some questions um, to, to gauge their thoughts on things, get different perspectives. Uh, I think we're gonna have a lot of great conversations. I've already, even in preparing for this, uh, I've thought of some good questions. I wanted to ask you guys, but I'm like, no, 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 it's gonna be really good. <laughs> it's gonna be good to get multiple opinions. Uh, but yes, hearing you guys' opinions, I was like, man, they, ooh, I know I'd get some good opinions here. Um, but yeah, so that's gonna be next month, the third Friday, and it's going to be live. So we're not going to do it live online. We're gonna do it live in person. In so, person, uh, audience Yeah, time. we're going to have audience. <laughs> so uh, if our audience wants to have questions, and we're going to have that uh, all set up. Um, so definitely if you guys want to be there in person, it's going to be here at our church. Where's our church? Obviously, I was going <laughs> to say it. Give me a second. We are at 2123 North Smith Street in Kissimmee, Florida. 34746. Four. What Three, really? Four, seven, four, four. They changed it. They changed it recently. That's what happened. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's gonna be uh, on March. Let me not 15th. say the March fifteenth next month um, in person. So we're looking forward to. It's gonna be our first in person uh, the walk episode. We will wow. post it afterwards for those that can't make it. Yay. But uh, if you can't make it in person, it's gonna be a great time. So you want to come out? Yeah, I'm excited for this. Um, and also, we have a worship experience that we're partnering with the conference on. It's called Revive. It's March 29th. It's a Friday night. Information is coming soon. It's going to be in Orlando. So mark the date, March 29th. It's going to be a Friday night of worship. You're not going to want to miss it. Uh, and then one more thing we want to share that we have a quick commercial we want to show you for our youth and young adults. So that's right. The encounter is back. We had it last year with our youth and young adults. It was a success and we're doing it again. So the details, Sat well, September, Saturday. <laughs> <laughs> now I don't even remember the date. What is the date? Saturday, it's going to be February. February 24th. 24th. Okay. <laughs> Saturday, February 24th. We are going to be here. We're going to have church as usual. Then right after we're going to meet in room number four in the main building. We're going to have the encounter ages 18 through 30. We're going to have some real conversations. It was good last time, and yeah. we can't wait to have it again. So we have some stuff for our youth and young adults all throughout the year. And I think we just talked about February and March. So we want you to be a part of it. Yes. You can know the details. Text mm -hmm. the number 81010. So get a text message out. Up, new, 81010. Put in the message the at sign MZY. So 81010 at MZY, that's how you're going to know what's coming up next for our youth and young adult ministries. 
But we want to thank you so much for joining us today on the walk. We want to thank our guests again. As always, thank you. You're always yeah. welcome here. Don't be weird. <laughs> and before <laughs> Jody's like, we're not invited, Vera. <laughs> <laughs> we're doing the math. We don't fit that. <laughs> That's funny. I mean, it's different when you got to start spinning the years. I, yeah, I'm at that stage too. It's crazy. But anyway, we're gonna. We are going to pray us out. Uh, Andre, do you want to take it this time? Sure, sure. All right. Uh, Father in heaven, we're thankful that we have been able to have this episode we're thankful that drew and Kay were able to join us um thankful to start off this second season strong with a great topic keeping things open and honest and transparent um we're asking god that uh someone would have been blessed by this episode that someone would have been uh learned something new uh, uh their eyes opened about something that could have helped people either in their current relationship future relationships getting out of a bad relationship um we're just asking that uh this won't just stop here, but that people will be able to share it with others and it'll be a blessing for them as well. Um, God, you know all of our next planned events and endeavors. We're asking that you will be intimately involved in, in the planning and execution of it, and that it will be a success as well. Uh, and in the end, many people will be draw, drawn closer to you from it. Um, keep us all safe throughout this night, uh, and we're thanking you in advance for all that you're going to do. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Thank you all. Amen. We appreciate you. Whoa, 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 before you go, make sure you like us on all social media platforms at The Walk Live and find us on any of your favorite podcast platforms. Our journey doesn't have to end here. Join us on the next walk.